I'd like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which I'm living, working and recording this episode today, the Gujambara people of the Bundjalung Nation, and pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. I acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and that this country always was, always will be, Aboriginal land. Dare, lead, change, combat, revolution, action, uprising, inspiration, fire, in spirit, future. Hey, it's Tisha Chu and you're listening to Be The Change. You'll hear conversations with leaders, shakers and change makers. We talk hard-hitting topics and general banter making space for conversations about a positive future and igniting the power within us to be the change. It's always so inspirational to hear a story of a young leader, someone of our generation who shows us new ways of saving the world. Today, we hear the story of a young leader who is a major part of a community workshop that connects us through our visions, reflections, friendships, earth and minds. Hey everyone and welcome back to Be The Change, you're listening to Sisha Chu. Today we're going to hear the story of a very special youth leader. Her name is Miriam Eleanor Collins and she is a 17 year old year 12 student. Miriam is a musician and she's a trained youth leader in climate resilience with the Joyality Project. We're going to hear all about Miriam's youth-led workshops and the difference that she's seen in the community after the workshops. So welcome, Miriam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. Let's start with your five fast favourites. So what is your favourite movie? I love period dramas. I love anything Jane Austen. The Notebook is one. <laughs> yeah, I love the notebook. I cry every single time. What is your favorite animal? I've always been a bit of a dolphin person or an owl person. What is your favorite way to relax? Probably listening to music that I love. I'm try I try to listen to what I need at like when I need to relax and actually listen to my body. So sometimes that'll be having a dance or you know just lying around <laughs> whatever. Yeah, definitely. I do that as well. Sometimes I listen to like dance music and have a full like dance sesh if I need it. (laughs) What is a favorite quote that you live by? I have one that is by Stephen Hawking. He said, however difficult life may seem, there is always something you can do and succeed at. And I just find that very comforting because sometimes I feel like I'm, I don't have purpose. And yeah, I think that's that's really important to me to know that, yeah, there's always something that you can do no matter how small it is and that you can be good at doing. Yeah, absolutely. That's a beautiful quote. So, Miriam, is climate change something that you've always been passionate about and how did your journey with it all begin? Yes, definitely. It's always been something I've been passionate about, but I think I've taken that for granted because I live in a wider community but also an intentional community that I live on and everyone in those circles are very aware of climate change impacts and so it's always been a given thing like I've never questioned it Uh, yeah it's never been a question in my mind that it's real or not it's just kind of a fact that it's happening um and we that we need to act so I guess I would say that it just began with the people I grew up around um 
who are all very inspirational to me and who've done so much action in the past. I guess just began with watching them and appreciating what they did and realising that I could do something as part of helping mitigate climate change and helping people to to find their own resilience with eco-anxiety, which is definitely something that I experience. Yeah, I experienced that as well and it's so good that you're, you've grown up in an environment that's been really supported, the fact that you want to make a change and the people around you want to as well because I'm sure it's really hard to even be aware of the effects of climate change when people around you aren't aware either. So, yeah, totally. we're both very lucky in that way. Yeah, absolutely. In part of Battling Eco-Anxiety, you did do a youth leadership course in climate resilience with the Duality Project. Um, how was this for you? Did you what kind of outcomes did you get from this? It wasn't that I was learning so much about climate change and the impacts, but I just found it really important to acknowledge that we need to stay resilient. And there were so many tips that they gave us for how to maintain our own awareness and mindfulness and and our own resilience during tough times, which can be very, very hard if you're not practicing self-care. And I think it's really important to have a support network as part of creating that that self-care because you can't do it alone you need people to hold space and to be able to listen to you and people who can relate to you and validate anxious feelings so that was really important for me you actually continued on didn't you with the youth leadership course tell me a little bit about that and your climate action workshops So once we graduated from the resilience course, we were given the opportunity to continue and co-created project. Um, It was in collaboration with Byron Youth Theatre. Our part was to create workshops that responded to their theatre performance, which was called How on Earth and about the impacts of climate change and how youth react to it and the worries that are involved and the possibility of a much brighter future for the planet. And so our workshop basically was a response for audience members to try and process any hard feelings, any positive feelings that came out of watching that theatre performance, as well as um, taking it to the next level, like visioning their best future and trying to think of actions that could help take them there and also providing them with some self-care tips. Yeah, and recently we did a mini version of that workshop at the Renew Fest, this 4 by 4 matrix that we created. It's like an interactive process. The participants of the workshop create ideas for different actions that they can take in different levels of action and different kinds of action. So it could be mitigating action or resilience or preparation or disaster preparedness. And then suddenly you have all these opportunities that any one individual person can just do one little bit of to create a way brighter future for everyone. And that's just always a really inspiring process to see everyone go through that and realise how their bit really does count in the scheme of things and create much larger social change. Yeah, I can imagine. It sounds really, really good. I'm wondering how how were the community reactions in your workshops? Were you surprised by some of the ideas that came out or was it a night like was there a different space created after the workshops? Yeah, sure. I think I was definitely surprised by a lot of the ideas. I think people were very innovative. Um and new things happen and come out of it every single time. Like no matter what happens, it's new. And we've had a few participants who've come to a few workshops and they say that they love that process every time like it doesn't get old because there are new people there therefore new ideas 
new combinations of brains, you know, that have their own think tank kind of. And I guess I think people probably connect more after it. Like people always seem to come away from it inspired and having kind of a group sense of inspiration is a really cool way to bond with others. Absolutely. That sounds great. So obviously, Miriam, you have a lot of experience yourself as being a youth leader. Do you have any advice that you'd like to share for budding young change makers like yourself? Sure. I think there was one girl at a recent um, workshop who came and we haven't had a lot of youth members come just because I think advertising can be hard to get to those people and obviously they're tired with school mm. and everything so that can definitely be a conflict but this girl she was so so happy that she got to one workshop and she hadn't been to something like that before she didn't grow up with people who you know informed her about climate change and so I think you know if you're interested like it doesn't matter what you do doesn't matter if it's a workshop or an online thing or you research it yourself what are the climate impacts in your area what can you do to help just do one thing and it'll spark so much energy in you I think and hopefully inspire you rather than yeah make you more anxious I think it's really important to do things to do actions because I always find I'm way more anxious about climate change when I'm not doing something to help the planet or the people on the planet because I just feel like you know, then climate change is more imminent or something. And I just think any small action that you can do will help your own sense of self and your own contribution to the globe. And it's so, so well appreciated. My love goes out to all of you budding change makers. And I hope to see you joining us soon. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It takes one small step to completely boost your energy and inspire you to continue just like it has with us, I suppose. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me. It was great to have you on the show and chat about youth activism because that is very important to hear, to inspire us all. So it's great to chat to you. Thank you so much, Sersha, for inviting me onto the radio program. Yeah, hopefully some ideas to those out there that are interested. Thanks for listening to Be The Change. Conversations about important issues with changemakers from all around the world. As young people, we have the ability to initiate our own positive future. Remember, you can wish for change or you can be the change.